This is Madeline. And this is Cammie. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 94. So Cammie, what do you think about email? Uh, To be honest, I kind of love hate it. Did you know having the right tool can make it much easier? Ooh, sign me up. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. Email is so important to keep your business running and to connect with your community and customers. The problem is that there are so many tools out there to choose from. We want to share the ones that we have used ourselves or we have heard them recommended by our peers in online marketing the most. We have broken them down by the pros and cons for each tool and we'll have the links in the show notes so that you can do your own research on them. The truth is that email is still going to be important for a long time, even though I kind of have that love-hate relationship with it. But we're going to have to fight for the attention of our audience. And with the changing technology that is filtering email, I don't know about you, Madeline, but my email is getting filtered a lot. Actually, we've had a lot of issues with even clients having their emails returned because people, you know, it says that they might have some kinds of spam in it. So I think that, that it's getting harder and harder to get through the email inbox for sure. And the open rates are going down. So before you choose an email tool, I also think it's really important to take time to make a list of the types of features that you're going to need and what your goals are for your list size and how you will use your list. So knowing this in advance will help you to choose the right tools for your needs, also create the right messages for your audience. And you might even want to use different tools for various projects. And we'll talk about that in here too, because we have different email tools we've used for different projects. So without any further ado, I think we should just jump into these tools. Yeah. And we're going to talk about some beginner tools and some advanced tools. So let's start with beginner tools. And MailChimp is first on our list. That is a super beginner type tool. Everybody here has probably heard of it, MailChimp.com. And one of the things that made it so popular and one of the big pros with it is that you can have up to 2,000 contacts for free. You can put 2,000 emails in it for free. That's pretty amazing but they have made some changes recently. We'll talk about that in a moment. So with the free 2,000 contacts, they do limit that to 10,000 emails per month. MailChimp is now calling this audience instead of just you know emails. So when you're adding all those in, they call it your audience and it includes your subscribed, your unsubscribed, and your transactional contacts. It also includes one single-step automation, which is a really cool feature they added a few years ago to really make the free account a super great perk because before it was very stripped. It was not a whole lot that it did, but automation is something that a lot of people use, especially as marketers. We're doing these sales funnels and we want to be able to put an automation into place 
So I love that MailChimp. I think it's one of the biggest pros that they've got going on the free account is having that. And when you have the paid account, then you can do really unlimited automations. Right. I'm going to jump in really quick there because what we mean by that is like, say you had a free thing you wanted to offer, you can put it into MailChimp and then people sign up for your list and it will automatically send them that thing. So I think that that automation is really important because otherwise you manually have to send it to them. It's really rough. Yeah, for sure. Now, another thing that's so great about MailChimp is that you can create templates that you can use over and over. That's one of the things I've always liked about MailChimp. You create a template for, say, your newsletter, and then you just use it over and over. Makes it super simple and easy. Now, there are some cons with using a beginner tool like this with MailChimp. If you're taking advantage of the free 2000 contacts, you know, this big thing now in, it started in May 2019 is including those unsubscribes. So if you are building up your mailing list and a lot of people are unsubscribing, each one of those counts. And if you're paying the fee, then is counting that as well. And you very could quickly become expensive is one of my frustrations with using MailChimp. So it's going to require a lot of maintenance to keep it up if you are concerned about having those unsubscribes and the whole GDPR that goes along with that. Now, if you want to learn more about some of these drawbacks, we do have an article linked in the show notes talking about big changes at MailChimp. So that happened May 2019. So might be something to check out, especially in doing research before jumping in. You definitely want to learn as much as you can about these tools. So yeah, yeah, and we're still currently using it for communities that convert. Definitely we use it for this podcast. And we actually have it set up on, on an RSS automation. So that's another automation it'll let you do. We automatically send out the each episode via RSS. So as soon as it hits, it sends out an email. You know, you can either use that or create your own emails and then just do your own thing. Right now, that's been helping us a lot because basically, you know, we do this part-time as just a fun thing in addition to all the other things we do. So we want to make sure you guys get that latest episode as quickly as possible. Yeah. So MailChimp.com. Yep. Check them out. So the second one that we're going to cover is one that a lot of people have been using lately. They came after the MailChimp, I think, audience. That's really who they were trying to like compete with right away. And that's MailerLite. And that's M-A-I-L-E-R Lite, L-I-T-E, not the other Lite.com. And so the pros of this is that it gives you up to 1,000 contacts and 12,000 emails per month to those contacts. So it's not as many for the free account as the MailChimp. They don't do that double counting thing though. So that's helpful. MailerLite includes a landing page builder, which is really cool. MailChimp does too, but this one is kind of... They're trying to get at MailChimp a little bit with this. They allow A-B testing and that definitely is not in the free version of MailChimp. So if you want to test different headlines, you know, send half of your list one thing and half of it the other and see which one does the best. It's also a little cheaper than MailChimp once you get into the paid plans and it has a lot of features. So at the time of writing, there's about, if you have about 10,000 contacts, we try to do an apples to apples comparison. It would cost you $74.99 on MailChimp and $50 on MailerLite per month. So that's the monthly fee um, at the time of this writing for 10,000 contacts. I know not all of you have that, but that's where it is. And those that you do, I just want you to see how it kind of you know measures up. The cons are that the free version has the logo in it. So you have to deal with that MailerLite branding. So you have to pay in order to get rid of that. MailerLite allows you to segment, but it's a little clunky and hard to figure out. I've worked with this tool a lot and it's really cool in some ways, but it's very difficult to get those segments in. So I've tried to upload them into 
Miller Lite as segments. And all of a sudden, I find I have to go in and then click through every one of them and hand click all the different ones and then add them all to a segment. It's just really annoying. So I've used it for volunteer stuff that I've done for Social Media Breakfast of Houston, like when I'm trying to wrangle the volunteers for our annual gift of guidance. So I used it for that. And I've used it also for texastraveltalk.com, which is our travel thing with the influencers that I work with. So I've done a little bit of both. So it's been great. I mean, it's a great thing to have. I definitely have it. And I like having that little free version there sitting there to help me with different kinds of projects. So yeah, I do like it. But definitely, I've kind of MailChimp has sort of been my staple until we talk about some stuff that's coming up in a little bit. But yeah. Right. And I have to say with these latest changes with MailChimp that's just happened this year, I've noticed that a lot of people have left in favor of MailerLite. I wasn't very familiar with MailerLite, but I've been hearing so much about it and doing a little research. And so I think it's an interesting one to check out. So thanks for sharing all that information, Cammie. And there's another one you use, right? Isn't there another good beginner tool? Oh, yeah, there is. I really like this one. I kind of found it by accident. I use Gmail and Chrome as a browser. So if you use both of those things, this will apply to you. If you don't, then it won't. But there's this really great company. It's called Cloud HQ, like Headquarters HQ. And they have a, a plugin, I guess you could call it, or an extension called MailKing. And MailKing sits on top of your Gmail. And it's really great for small lists, like sending out small things through Gmail that come directly from you. So it really helps with those open rates. But it also gives you all those things on the back end, like how many people opened it and so on. Now, Gmail has a requirement you really can only send out 200 emails per day using Gmail. So you have to have a very small list or be willing to send it out over a couple of days and not have that issue of like wanting to go out immediately. So I really love it for really small projects, like working with a group of people and making sure that you know that they opened it. So like when I'm working with volunteers, especially, I love to send that out and see if they opened it because if they didn't, they don't have the information they need in order to do the work they need to do. And I could say, oh, hey, are you up on this? And I can follow up with them a little bit more reasonably. And I don't have to send out 100 million emails. I can send out like just an email to you, Madeline, if I saw you didn't open it and say, hey, did you get the information? And it helps me to do that in a more efficient way and save time. So the cons are obviously the limited usage numbers in Gmail. You can only use Gmail. It's only 200 emails per day. It's only a Chrome extension. But let me just say, this cloud HQ stuff is also a problem because it keeps me like in the rabbit hole because they have like a hundred little extensions that are so cool. Honestly, it's just, it's really fun to see all the fun things you can do. You can do some scheduling with your Gmail. I mean, there's some really cool stuff that it lets you do. It's really cool. I'm definitely going to have to check it out. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes, plus all the other ones that we're talking about today, because it's definitely worth investigating. Everybody should do a little research and and make sure Mm -hmm. you're using the one that's best for you. Now, we're going to talk about some advanced tools. There are some tools out there that do a lot of things. There's lots of bells mm-hmm. and whistles. The first mm-hmm. one I think we should talk about is ConvertKit. And I'm sure a lot yep. of you listening have heard about ConvertKit. It's become so popular the last several years. You know, we always mention about how I'm such a big fan of Pat Flynn, and Pat Flynn talks about them all the time. I was mm-hmm. really tempted to switch from MailChimp to ConvertKit a few years back because he raved about them so much kind of shows you the power that some of these influencers have, you know, the Pat Flynn effect. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just now signed up. I actually literally just signed up for ConvertKit like a few weeks ago. I can't wait to use it. I'm going to get off 
the MailChimp train and onto the ConvertKit because there's more I want to do. And I've Mm -hmm. been really working to rebrand my Madeline Sklar brand with all the stuff I do and really get my name out there far and wide. So I'm ready to have a more advanced tool. And I feel like ConvertKit is going to be the right one for me. But you've used it, Cammie. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I've been using it for almost two years now. It's a great tool. I love that it gives you those sequences. So like, you know, when you talk about the funnel or, you know, the number of emails that you send out to people after they sign up, it allows you to write all those emails in a very easy way. So you open up the screen and it shows you all the different emails and you can write them one after another and you can see how it kind of goes together. I love that about it. It's really built for people who are trying to build a funnel. It has a great editor as well. Like you can put some photos in there and you can do a bunch of things like that. You can also build landing pages with it. And also you can build subscription forms and things like that that are really responsive and cool. And also, I think the best thing about it, honestly, is the tagging. It is absolutely just phenomenal how you can get people into different tags. And for example, I could say, hey, I could send out an email and say, hey, are you more interested in this or this? And put like links on each one. And if you click one or the other, it will put you into a tagged list on that. And then I can send you very easily email that's very targeted to your interests. So I do think that that is like one of the most phenomenal features that it has. Now, the cons of it really are that CRM type of thing. Like it's not a great content relationship manager or what do you call it? People manager. So like if you want to have all your people into a contact, thank you, that's what I was trying to get to, contact relationship manager. Because if you want to like make notes on your contacts or kind of know everything, now you can open them and see what they've subscribed to. But to actually make changes to that is sort of clunky, I have to admit. I've, you know, kind of disliked that a little bit. So it can be hard to set up. And you also have to know the order that you have to put things in. For example, if you're putting together a funnel, and this took me forever to figure out. So this is gold. If you have ConvertKit, you always start by creating a tag first. Then you add a form and you add the tag to the form. And then you create the automation and you add, you know, so anybody who signs up for this form gets tagged here. So it's not really intuitive in that way. I mean, although they have a lot of training, so you can go and really get great training. But yeah, it's not super intuitive that way. So yeah, the pricing for 10,000 contacts for ConvertKit, because we've been doing the 10,000 contact thing to kind of, you know, do apples to apples is about $119 a month. So it's definitely more expensive than the ones we talked about in the beginner level. But it has a lot more features too. So that's kind of where we're at with that. Yeah, thanks for talking about, you know, tag form automation, get that order. I jotted that down because that's good to know. You know, sometimes little things like this make a big difference when mm-hmm. it comes to using a new tool. And that's why this one's a little bit more advanced. It has a lot more bells and whistles, but it can be a little bit more complicated to learn on the front end of that. Now, there are some other tools we're going to talk about that are more advanced, and we have not used these tools, but we hear about them all the time being recommended. And so the first one we want to mention is Active Campaign. I've been hearing about Active Campaign for years. Activecampaign.com is the website. There are some pros and cons with this particular one. The pros is that this platform is loved by many social media marketers for its integrations, its CRM, and lead scoring. It comes at a higher level and a higher cost. So that's the only thing. Sometimes when you get more features, it's going to cost you a little bit more. You have to weigh if that's worth it to you. Now, it does save you hours of your own time. You know, it can do that and it can be worth it, right? Because, you know, time is money, Absolutely. right? And that's why mm-hmm. I have so many different tools because it will save me time, which equals money. 
So if it's going to save you hours and hours of work, then it could be well worth it. It's great for people focus heavily on sales. They have templates for your newsletter. I love when there's templates because that makes life so much easier, unless you're a graphic designer and then usually you don't need something like that. Uh, what are some of the cons? The cost for active campaign starts at $15 a month for 500 contacts and $29 a month for 2,000 contacts. And at 10,000 contacts, because so that's the kind of the number we're throwing out there to kind of, you know, base some of this off of, because I know a lot of us strive for that 10,000, right, Cammie? Mm-hmm. Like I'm always trying to get that. Like $15 a month doesn't sound like a lot. And that sounds great. But right. we want you to see how that scales up. And it does scale, that's for sure. Because when you go to 10,000 contacts, it starts costing at $139 a month. And it can be more depending on what features you need. So keep that in mind. But you know, if you have a large mailing list and they're opening it, they're paying attention to you, this is just you know a small investment in your overall brand. So it's still a good deal. Yeah. I mean, if you can like, definitely if you're selling things, if you sell Mm -hmm. one thing, I mean, if you have a price point more than $139, you've paid for the month. So if you sell 12 things a year, you've paid for your subscription. You got to think of it like that, especially once you get to 10,000. Don't just build a list of 10,000 for nothing. I mean, you want to have something, some way for them to go deeper with you, which we've talked a lot about in this podcast, right? Yep. The other one that we hear a lot about is Aweber. And I know a lot of people use this one as well. They have some really cool things. One of the cool things I thought, in addition to all the other things we've already talked about and some of the others, they have a free stock photo image gallery, which I thought was cool. And that could be great for newsletters, especially if you're putting together those kinds of things. It starts out at $19 for up to 1,000 contacts. So again, it starts at an affordable rate, no doubt. But for 10,000 contacts, it's 69 So I would say that you know it's, it's a little bit of actually more, not cheaper, but it is cheaper than the ones before it, right? So yeah. the cons on Aweber, I haven't, I can't really tell you what they all are because I don't really use it. But certainly, you know, there's going to be things that it has and doesn't have. So that's why it's so important for you to look at what your needs are and look at it against the features that are provided for you in the different places. And we have put links directly to those places for you so that you can go click on them from the show notes and go and like make your own thoughts. We also know that some people use things like Entreport and Infusionsoft, which, by the way, surprisingly, renamed themselves to Keep, K-E-A-P. We didn't know that until this episode. We started doing a little research. And what was it, January they renamed themselves? Yeah, back in January. I had no idea. They're basically rebranding themselves. And I'm not 100% sure why they did that, because Infusionsoft has been used by some of the most well-known names in the industry for years. But it also had a bit of a reputation for being really hard to use. And it kind of makes me wonder if some of that rebrand might be have a little bit to do with that. Could be. Very and much so. They are a bit expensive too. But I mean, you know, maybe a, like on the magnitude of, you know, $200 a month or more based on the 139 we were talking about. I think it was 229 when I looked up Infusionsoft or 99. I think they said they started at 99, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> they didn't tell you how many users or anything on their website. So they're kind of keeping it close to their best. Yeah. And so, you know, we can sit here and talk about these tools all day long, but we want you to go do a little bit of research yourself. Go to our website, communitiesatconvert.com. we got links to all of this there. But the one thing to keep in mind is that in the end, your success with email is only as good as the value that you send in it in each one of these. So, you know, you got to have really good content. You can have all the tech in the world, and some of us do. <laughs> we won't lie. Kimmy and I love techie tools, but it won't get you anywhere. You got to also, you know, there's 
couple of sides to all this. So you got to always be just as focused on the content you're putting out. In our next episode, we'll be talking about how to uplevel your email communication because that's kind of like the next step in all this, right? So you can head over to a couple of our previous episodes where we talked a little bit about this. We'll expand on it more. But if you go all the way back to episode 17, it's hard to believe that was a while ago, Cami. Episode 17 is marketing your community via email. And episode 45, how to build a targeted email list to build your community. We got links to that in the show notes as well. Yeah, that's great. And you know, as always, we have an action item for you today because we love action takers. So what we'd love for you to do is come on over to our group on Facebook and share which automation email tool you're currently using or which one you're considering. And if you love an email tool we didn't mention, we would love to hear about it. Yeah, for sure. Because there are other ones out there. The ones we're talking about are the ones we're using or one that I'm going to be using, ConvertKit, finally. And then some of these others that a lot of our colleagues are using, but there are others out there. And if you're using one we didn't mention, do let us know in the Facebook group. Yeah, it's great. So you go over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash communities that convert and just request to be let in. And we're going to ask you for a secret password. What is it? Action. Action. It's really easy. You know, we want people to take action. So we're going to ask you for the word action. Then we'll know you heard this. So yeah, that's great. We would love to meet you over there. Please come on over there. And next week, again, we are going to step forward in this email journey and talk a little bit more about writing your emails, which I think is really the next step. Absolutely. Look forward to continuing the conversation. So we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com and that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Thank you.